Next, the golden days of radio. This is Frank Brzee inviting you to join me for the golden days of radio. Great moments from radio programs of the past headlining some of the world's most famous personalities. On this program, we are featuring one man's family, the answer man, and comedian Henry Morgan with some of his hilarious parodies. One of the popular tear-jerking serials during the 40s and 50s featured the Barbers in the program entitled One Man's Family. And here's how it sounded. One Man's Family, winner of 42 National Awards, a Carlton E. Morse creation. One Man's Family, now in its 25th year, is dedicated to the mothers and fathers of the younger generation and to their bewildering offspring. Today transcribed, Chapter 31, Book 122. Father Barber picks up a little slang. The classic black sedan, which Henry Barber maintains is superior to anything built anywhere in the last ten years, is in the driveway of 264 Seacliff Drive and should have left for the airport 15 minutes ago. Now the back screen opens and Mother Barber appears in the doorway. What shall I do now, Henry? Uh, telephone Jack at the office, please. Uh, tell him to hurry to the airport. Hazel and Daniel arrive on flight 417, 10.40. If he can't go, let me know and I'll take oh, a cab. Oh, good morning, Henry. Uh, Ah, uh, it's still a handsome car, Henry. Thank you. There's a certain air of pre-war solidity about it. Thank you it. very much. When it does run, you must enjoy it. The seats are high enough to give you a view. Excuse me. I'll go and see if Fanny... Jack says it's too late, Henry, but not to worry about it. Nobody's there to meet them. They'll surely take a cab and come on home. Eh? Want me to call Dale Lighty's garage now? Yeah, yeah, please do. Tell Dale it's the same old trouble again. All right. Morning, cousin consider. Fanny, my love, you're ravishing. Oh. You realize, Henry, a decision you made months ago has now marooned you in your driveway. You had a chance to go to Detroit with me and pick up a dashing new car sparkling with the latest gadgets. I'm going to sit down on the terrace. Uh, statement or invitation? Come along, come along. At your age, Henry, what you need is a boulevardier. Bright orange, red, yellow, or pink. Wire wheels, white wall tires, push button top. Get a tan, drive with the top down, let the wind toss your snow-white head full of hair. Yeah, I'm going to sit here. Henry, let's startle people. Go upstairs, throw some shirts in a bag. Come down, I'll have a cab here. By midnight, we'll be in Detroit, Michigan. And by tomorrow morning, we'll head for New England in a brilliant 12-cylinder boulevardier. And we'll live a little, Henry. Can you whistle? Huh? <whistles> Do that? Huh? Tempted, huh? You are tempted, I can see it in your eyes. Can't go right now. Thank you, Mr. Martin. Can't possibly go. Will you kindly tell me why? Don't want to be away. But why not? Sir, I will tell you why not. I wish you would. Betty will be home tomorrow. Betty, Pinky. And Penelope. Penelope? Well, something is going on in New York which coolly, deliberately, with malice aforethought, has been kept from me. But that's not unusual. What sort of thing are they keeping from you, Henry? Or don't you even know that? I gather a bit here, a bit there. Penelope has been impossible to handle. A man is involved. A racetrack character. 
and Pinky has somehow managed to have a great success and a mountainous disaster all at one and the same time. Magnificent. How did he do it? That's all I know. But who would want to be away at such a time? Aha. Uh -huh. And furthermore, Daniel has accepted an offer for the furniture business. I certainly don't want to be out of town while Hazel is moving to another state. Oh, of course you don't. Hazel isn't going to care for the state of Washington. Beautiful, Henry. Lush, green. It calls for a violent change in their lives. But that's good, isn't it? Hmm? This is what keeps the blood circulating through the system, my dear Henry. Challenge, meeting a variety of problems. I said to Hazel just the other day, many people pass through life and never really live it. They join the walking dead, Henry. Hmm. Hazel once said she was too old to move. Why, well, I was horrified. Age, Henry, age is here in the head and the heart. I talked to her into taking this trip north with her husband. I said, look it over, embrace change, I said. That's what's kept me young. I can't get as old to believe I'm in my 80s. Women, especially. On one of his programs, comedian Henry Morgan did this spoof of a one-man's family broadcast. You know, there's one radio serial. Maybe you've heard it. I listen to it regularly, week after week, for years. It has a strange fascination for me, and I finally figured out what it is. All these years, I've been waiting for something to happen. Week in, week out, day after day, absolutely nothing has ever happened. It sounds something like this. Chapter 5, Book 6 of One Man's Boredom. Oh, Harry. What is it, Annie? Harry, would you mind? Yes, yes. Moving the chair in from the porch. Yes, yes. <laughs> Annie? Hmm? Which chair? Which chair? Which chair? The pink one. The pink one? The pink one. Yes, yes. <laughs> Chapter 2, Book 7 of One Man's Boredom. Oh, Harry. What is it, Annie? Are you moving the chair? <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> Which one? The red one. The red one? Yes, yes. But I said the pink one. The pink one? The pink one. Yes, yes. <laughs> Chapter 3, Book 10 of One Man's Boredom. Oh, Annie? Hmm? Where should I put it? Put what? The chair. The chair? Yes, yes. To the left of the window. To the left of the window? To the left of the window? Yes, yes. Chapter 8, Book 13 of One Man's Boredom. Oh, honey? Hmm? I just got a letter you from... You did? Yes, yes. What did he write? He says he had a terrible... Oh, that's too bad. Yes, yes. What are you thinking about, Annie? The chair. The chair? The chair. Yes, yes. What about it? Uh, maybe it belongs to the right of the window. Not to the left? To the right. 
Yes, yes. And so ends another thrilling year of One Man's Boredom. Another program popular during the 40s and 50s featured the man who had all the answers, the Answer Man. The Answer Man. Would you like to know how long airplanes have been writing in the sky? Or why Shakespeare was called a luxuriant speller? Would you like to know the answers to many other interesting questions? The Answer Man will tell you. And here he is to answer your questions, the Answer Man. Hello, everyone. And what's the first question that you have there? How about starting with this one? It's from a Des Moines, Iowa listener. How many steps does an active, healthy young boy take in a day? Some 30,000. And a Klamath Falls, Oregon man asks, Could a pool player possibly hit all 15 balls with a cue ball on a single shot? Oh, yes. Indeed, as an exhibition stunt, Willie Muscani, the world's pocket billiard champion, will line them all up, hit all 15, and put the last one in the pocket. Next, a Harbor City, California listener inquires, Is it possible for a man to be allergic to his own wife? No. Although the American Medical Association does cite the case of the young man who suffered from an extensive skin allergy condition, which seemed to clear up every time he and his wife were separated. It was discovered later, however, that it was not his wife that he was allergic to, but the type of cosmetics that she used. A Portland, Maine man writes to ask, where do freshwater mussels lay their eggs? The mother mussel deposits her eggs in her own hollow gills. There the eggs hatch and spend the winter. In the spring they break out, and upon meeting a fish, attach themselves to its fins or to its gills. The tissues of the fish grow around the mussel in a sort of blister, sometimes called a blackhead. The young feed there for a while, eventually break out, fall to the bottom, and there grow into adult freshwater mussels and start the cycle all over again. This question comes from a young man of Corwin Springs, Montana. Was William Shakespeare, the writer, a good speller? No, not very. Or as Ralph Bellamy points out, Chaucer couldn't spell, Shakespeare couldn't spell, Milton couldn't spell, Lord Bacon couldn't spell. Or rather, they were luxuriant spellers. They spelled their words as an apple tree blossoms. When they were in a hurry, they wrote the words short, and when they had plenty of time, they wrote them long. Oh, happy men. There were no dictionaries in those days. Next, a Wheeling, West Virginia listener inquires, when did planes first start writing advertisements in the air? Advertisements were first written in the air in the year 1922. And a Tallahassee, Florida man asks, what is the weight of a soup-thin shark? Just about 70 pounds. Here's a Cleveland, Ohio woman who writes, I've heard it said that smiling will rest your face. Others say that it causes wrinkles. But you're right. Both. There's no question but constant smiling helps create those pleasing crinkles about the eyes. While when you've been concentrating or are otherwise tense, a smile will rest your face. So as the verse goes, when the weather suits you not, try smiling. When your coffee isn't hot, try smiling. When your neighbors don't do right, when your relatives all fight, sure it's hard, but still you might try smiling. Doesn't change a thing, of course, just smiling, but it seems to help your case brighten up the gloomy place, and it sort of rests your face just smiling. In his next program, the Answer Man will answer such questions as, Do alligators have tongues? 
Why does the Signal Corps use square telephone poles instead of round ones? And when were there 120 playing cards in a pack? So tune in again for The Answer Man. This is Mutual, the world's largest network. Henry Morgan also did a parody of The Answer Man's program. It's entitled The Question Man. People are asking more questions than ever before and getting fewer answers. In an effort to alleviate this shortage of answers, we bring you now the man who knows everything, the question man. And here he is, the question man. Good evening. Our first question, sir, comes from Mr. R.T. of Chicago, who writes, I have been to six doctors, and they all disagree as to what's wrong with me. How can I tell which doctor is right? Insist on a (laughs) post-mortem. Our next letter... Our next letter is from Master J.L. Master J.L. writes... If Farmer Brown plowed three acres today in eight hours and Farmer Jones plowed four acres in nine hours, should they plow nine acres in ten hours if they work together tomorrow? No, they should both wait until spring. (laughs) Mr. E.D. of Buffalo writes, I am a young man of 18. If I join the Army now, when can I retire? Ten (laughs) o'clock. Mrs. J.H. of Denver says... I raise rabbits, and I have two who fight constantly. Should I separate them? No. Why split hairs? <laughs> Mr. S.W. of Los Angeles wants to know, how long would it take a turtle to cross the country? He could make it in ten hours by plane. <laughs> Mrs. E.R. of Los Angeles says, I belong to many book clubs, and I was wondering where I could get a copy of the Canterbury Tales. Can I get Chaucer in the Book of the Month Club? Certainly. Have him send in his name and four (laughs) dollars. And our last letter is from Mrs. G.K. of Atlantic City. She asks, can a flea fly faster than a fly? Normally, a flea flies faster than a fly, but if frightened, a fleeing fly flees faster than a flying flea. However, if the flea is frightened, a fleeing flying flea flies faster than a flying fleeing fly. If this is not clear, send for my flea booklet. Thank you. Thank you, sir. That was the question, man, brought to you every so often as a public service. The Henry Morgan Theater of Coming Attractions was also a welcome feature on The Henry Morgan Show. Here's announcer Charles Irving, along with Arnold Stang and Henry Morgan, with their coming attraction of the film Draft Board 29. Soon, coming to this theater, Hollywood does it to you again. If you like 12 o'clock high, if you enjoyed Battleground, if you loved Sands of Iwo Jima, then you'll thrill to the biggest, the greatest, the most dramatic war spectacle of them all. Draft Board 29. Yes, Draft Board 29. Dedicated to the men who made this picture possible. The directors of the Chase National Bank. (laughs) Draft Board 29, a great war picture. Films of battle scenes that were actually taken right in the Pentagon building. (laughs) 
emotion, unforgettable scenes of men taking leave of their women. Well, I guess this is it. Goodbye, dear. Don't worry. Take care of yourself, will you? I will. Don't worry. Promise you're right every day. Sure, sure. Now, now, don't worry. Let me, let me take another look at you. Oh, I'll be all right. Honest. You've got my picture now. Yeah, yeah, now, don't worry. Goodbye, dear. Goodbye. Gee, I wonder if they'll send her overseas. The story of one great soldier and how his inspiring battle words rallied men to his great leadership. They looked up to him as he said, Now, men! <laughs> men, this is going to be a lecture on cigarette butts and how to dispose of sand. <laughs> and if you're smoking and you was in a police stop area, you don't want to throw the butt on the ground unless you want to get yourself coach marshal. <laughs> like this with a smoked out cigarette butt you take the butt in between the thumb and the fourth finger and the left hand you flick off the ash with the fourth finger in the right hand at the same time you take the nail and the thumb in the right hand you slit open the butt leaving the tobacco get blown away by the wind and all you gotta do is a tobacco paper which you roll up in a little ball between the thumb and the fourth finger and the left hand you flick away the same like you did with the ash when you first start out the whole operation that's all you do it fall out hey you come over here yeah Got a cigarette? Excitement. Discover the innermost thoughts of a top-ranking general, anxious for victory, yet ever mindful of the many obstacles. Thrilled to the scene with his aid as he draws up his plan of campaign. It's going to be a tough fight, Major. Yes, General. The important thing is knowing your enemy's weaknesses and strength. Yes, General. Last night, I mapped my entire strategy for the campaign, and I'm confident I will win. Yes, General. After all, they can't nominate Dewey again. Bravery. See fighting men in action. Fighting men who know what they're fighting for. What are you fighting for, Tex? Why, Lieutenant, I'm fighting for that little old drugstore on the corner back home. I'm fighting for a chance to wash my Chevrolet on Sunday. I'm fighting... I'm fighting for blueberry pie. What are you, troublemaker? You know only the officers get blueberry pie. Strategy. See how generals of the Allied High Command mapped and planned in secret conference. See how representatives of the English, the French, the Russian, and the American armies pooled their wits and mapped out strategic movements. I don't think they're going to fight those the ones to be listened with here. Martyrs for this, think so. But how are you going to occupy the other maison? Oui? Кажи, вы же боя, что думаете по гибе? Вот стражников, это ваши дети предметить. Не волнуйтесь, это либо Comradeship. 
Three men sitting around shooting the breeze, recalling their civilian days. Hey, uh, what you used to do before the army? I was a sergeant. jerk. What you do? I was a dishwasher and a hamburger drink. Well, uh, that's assembly. Come on, Colonel, we have to review the troops. Ruggedness. See how men become conditioned to the tough life of the Army as they go through basic training. See how their civilian occupations determine their military occupation. All right, you men. They need some men for this job here. Any of you men know how to handle a typewriter? Yes, Sarge. Me too, Sarge. Yo. All right, you men. You men sure you know how to handle a typewriter? Yep. All right, you men. Grab these 400 typewriters and carry them down to Barracks D. <laughs> See how boys away from home get themselves into trouble and how these same soldiers calmly discuss their problem with the chaplain. Yes, soldier? What can I do for you? I... <laughs> yes, 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 go on. <laughs> the major made you do that? <laughs> well, well, he's a big, bad old major, and we don't like him, do we? No. Never mind now. I'll see what I can do. Now, Lieutenant, get off my lap and make room for the captain. <laughs> Draft Board 29, a great war picture. Filmed in glorious technospam. <laughs> See Draft Board 29 with John Baker in his first starring role since he was released from the Federal Penitentiary for Draft Evasion. At the Henry Morgan Theater, a current attraction. <laughs> wraps up this edition of the golden days of radio you know a couple of years ago somebody came up with the phrase learn while you serve and that's something to think about while you're in uniform protecting freedom around the world you have a wonderful opportunity to continue your education each branch of the service has an educational program open to you and for servicemen and women in all branches of the service USAFI, the United States Armed Forces Institute, offers a variety of courses through just about every one of the colleges and universities in the United States. So protect your future, not only as a man or woman in uniform, but also as an educated citizen with an eye on the well-being of your country. This is Frank Brzee in Hollywood, California, inviting you to join me next time for more shows and personalities from Radio's Golden Days. This is the American Forces Radio and Television Service.